Welcome to Pauline Literature. In this lecture, we're going to discuss Paul's letter to the Galatians. Now, Galatians is one of my favorite books in the Bible. It is a book of Galatians that really impacted the life of Martin Luther, the great German reformer. Galatians has some powerful truths that have been put together almost in nutshell. And so when you read the book of Galatians, you understand the core, the heart of what it means to be a Christian, what it means to follow Christ. If there was a verse that I could pick as being a very important verse, kind of a uh, crooks of the book, it would be Galatians 2.20, where Paul says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. In the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. What a powerful truth. Now, of course, the book of Romans talks about it as well. Paul talks about that in detail. But here, just in that simple statement, Paul is describing the heart of what takes place when a person comes to know Christ or, as we say, is saved or is born again. What is happening? What is happening is that you're dying and then you are resurrecting or have been resurrected to walk with Christ. So you are crucified with Christ. You no longer live, but now Christ lives in you. So that's Christianity. Christianity is not just you're doing the best you can. Uh, Christianity is not just following a list of rules. Christianity is not just tradition and culture or how you were raised. All those things may have some semblance of the religion. But if you want to know what it is that Paul and the apostles and the early church and many of those great leaders throughout history, and we're not just talking about Reformation history, uh, you can go all the way back to the church fathers. They got this. And what they got was that it is uh, Christ living in them. And how do you do that? It's by faith. It's by faith. The life which I now live in the flesh, which means you're not physically dead, uh, but you are, in a sense, accounted or counted death, dead with Christ. And that's by faith. So keep that in mind, uh, that it's the faith in the Son of God uh, who loved me and gave himself for me. Now, there are some discussions about uh, that, but we won't get into that at this point. When you look at the book of Galatians, how can you um, divide it? Well, the first part when you when you read it, uh, Paul sort of focuses on, um, you know, he greets them, but then he focuses on the gospel. I mean, he gets right to it, talks about the gospel, but there's a reason behind it. And the reason why he is emphasizing the gospel being in Christ, because some people have come into the body at Galatia trying to corrupt them trying to distract them, trying to take them back to some of those legalistic ways that in Christ have been done away with. And so it begins with Galatians 1, 3, and 4, grace to you and peace from God the Father. Again, keep in mind the letter writing, the greeting. This is a greeting. 
uh, who gave himself for our sins that he might deliver us from the present evil age according to the will of our God and Father to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. And then Paul launches into, you know, what's wrong with you people? Why are you um, deviating from the truth? Who is corrupting you? Who is distracting you? And then in verse 9 he says, As we have said before, now I say again, If anyone preaches any other gospel to you than what you have received, let him be accursed. So you know there was a problem in the Galatian church. They were adding Jesus plus something. And uh, that's the same problem even happens to this day. Uh, where, where it's not enough just to say, what is the heart of the gospel? B believe on Christ and be saved. Uh, but people want to add more things to it. And then uh, the, the letter almost takes on a negative tone because uh, Paul recounts an incident that took place between him and a, uh, a very important figure in uh, Christianity, and that is the Apostle Peter. You know, unlike Peter, um, uh, Paul had seen Christ on the road to Damascus. He had a calling, but it was a calling that came later. But Peter, Peter walked with the historical Christ. He touched him. He heard his voice. Uh, he ate with him. He saw his miracles. I mean, he, everything you can imagine. But then Peter, unfortunately, was kind of vacillating, kind of going back under uh, the law. Uh, and it was kind of uh, peer pressure. Uh, this picture with me, there's people sitting together. There's a knock on the door and there is a delegation from the mother church in Jerusalem, you know, where James, the half-brother of Jesus, was uh, the, the leader. And um, they come in and when they come in, Peter was sort of sitting with the Gentile believers and you know, he was just having a great fellowship. The moment he sees in the corner of his eye that there, there are people who are coming from sort of a legalizing or legalistic background, he immediately gets up and goes and um, sits down with, uh, with more of the Jewish background believers. Kind of, uh, you know, the whole table fellowship thing. I don't want to sit with people who, uh, who may not have the purity, the purification like we are supposed to have. You know, he kind of went back to the old Pharisaic way. Paul could have just ignored it or said, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk to him one day. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull him aside. Paul didn't do that. Because the, you can just imagine the Gentiles are watching this entire incident take place. What is Paul going to do? this apostle of the Gentiles, right? What's he going to do? Is he going to just uh, let this happen and, and kind of wink, wink, oh, well, you know, hey, you know, you gotta, you gotta work with people and you just gotta do the best you can. Paul didn't do that. This was a public sin and it deserved to be publicly admonished. And so he rebuked Peter in front of all. And then he says in verse 16, this is chapter two, by the way, Knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by faith in Jesus Christ, even we have believed in Christ Jesus, that we might be justified by faith in Christ and not by the works of the law. For by the works of the law, no flesh shall justify it. 
uh, shall be justified. So uh, the whole point is Paul corrected Peter. Not necessarily what Peter believed, but his actions. Uh, they, didn't might, they didn't match the gospel. Next, uh, uh, Paul talks about um, being sons of God. Galatians 3, 26, 27, for you are all sons of God, all, meaning a Jewish background, Gentile background, through faith in Jesus Christ or Christ Jesus. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. I mean, there's so, uh, such a rich theology there. And then chapter uh, uh, 4, he gets into the life of the true gospel. This is a life that is led by the Holy Spirit. And because you are sons of God, uh, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying out, Abba, Father. Chapter 5, verse 16, uh, Paul tells them, uh, reminds them, walk in the spirit, the Holy Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Uh, and then uh, it ends in chapter 5, uh, where he talks about, uh, the result of the true gospel, which is fruit. By the way, it's not fruits of the Spirit, it's fruit of the Spirit. And the fruit of the Spirit, Galatians 5.22, is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. And uh, um, don't confuse this with uh, the fruit of the vine uh, or, um, you know, what Jesus talked about in John chapter 15. I'm the vine, you are the branches. Apart from me, you know, you cannot do anything, all those things he talks about. Uh, but he who abides in me will bear much fruit. Uh, fruits. There it's souls. Here it's the fruit of the Spirit. The, the fruit the Spirit bears in your life. Not the fruit you bear by abiding in Christ. Two very different things happening. Don't make the uh, same mistake or follow the fallacy that the word is mentioned here and here. They're all the same context is the key. And then Galatians 6.14, uh, Paul reminds them, God forbid that I should boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. Again, Galatians 2.20 is coming through here, by whom the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. So Paul is crucified with Christ, but also the world has been crucified to him and he has been crucified to the world. So uh, the cross is such a central part of the book of Galatians, and it is the central part of Christianity and our lives. So we have to be careful how we mix law and grace. We have to be careful how we walk in the liberty of grace. So it's not a license to sin. Um, it is actually you know, dying with Christ and bearing the fruit of the Spirit.